This is the Mainly Plants Podcast. My name is Ryan Furman, and I am a certified plant-based nutritionist and personal trainer. The website is mainlyplants.com. Uh, you can find me on social media, at Mainly Plants. You can get a hold of me there. You can contact me through the website. Or you can email me, ryan at mainlyplants.com. If you guys haven't done it yet, head on over to amazon.com, and you can find some sweet new shirts that I'm offering. Um, you can type in mainly plants and um, two words, and it'll pull up to the t-shirts. Uh, then you can kind of find them through there. Um, they'll have more. Or if you just want to see them all in one place, go to mainlyplants.com, and in the navigation, click Shop Mainly Plants. It'll take you right to Amazon, right to all the t-shirts, men's and women's styles, multiple colors, and they're all prime which is pretty sweet. Um, now, before we get started this week on the main topic, which is juice, uh, I wanted to go over a couple of things um, that have come up recently, um, or more frequently than, than usual. So, um, well, the first thing, you know, the first thing is I was, if I can find it, I was listening to the Bill Burr podcast and it has nothing to do with nutrition. And he was really good friends with a comic named Patrice O'Neill, who died, um, I think he died in 2011. Yeah, 2011. And, you know, I, I knew he was kind of overweight, Patrice O'Neill, but I was curious as to how he died, so I went and looked it up. And I want to read to you, this is on Wikipedia, um, I want to read to you about his illness and death because it might strike a chord with some of you guys. It definitely struck a chord with me um, in terms of a lot of the struggles that people can go through, okay? So, it reads like this. O'Neill was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes at 23, a condition which his mother also had. Remember, type 2 diabetes is reversible, okay? However, O'Neill failed to follow medical advice and instead skipped doses of medication and adopted a diet not recommended for diabetics, leading to struggles with his weight years later. Toward the end of his life, O'Neill attempted to improve his health by adopting a vegan diet, juicing and reducing his intake of unhealthy foods, yet he was still unable to lose weight. In 2011, he stood at 6'5 and weighed approximately 300 pounds and said his diabetes was quote-unquote finally catching up with me. During the early hours of October 19, 2011, O'Neill phoned his girlfriend to tell her he couldn't move his legs. He was rushed to Jersey City Medical Center and later Englewood Hospital, where doctors performed surgery to move a blood clot in his head. He lost the ability to speak and later his ability to move, for a time communicating by eye movements before losing that ability as well. Doctors warned that if he survived, he would likely remain permanently paralyzed and unable to speak. News of his stroke was made public on Opie and Anthony, yada, yada, yada. At 7 a.m. on November 9th, 2011, O'Neill died of complications from his stroke. He was 41 years old. Um, and it goes on from there. But you can see, so this this guy was diagnosed at 23. He died when he was 41 years old. So for 18 years, he ignored his, his disease. He ignored type 2 diabetes. And it finally caught up with him. And he tried to correct it, but he tried too late. And it's like I always say, you know, you eat and you treat your body a certain way, 
and poorly for such a long time, such a long amount of time, you need to go hard the other direction, get just back to normal, back to equal, back to homeostasis. And if you start too late, you know, it can be very painful. You know, I can't even imagine losing the ability to speak and losing the ability to move and only being able to com- communicate by my eyes. And then from there, losing that ability as well, just being a, a vegetable, being stuck inside your own body. And it's really because he just decided not to, just decided not to be healthy. He knew he was in trouble, but he skipped his medication and he didn't eat healthy and it killed him. And I really hope this resonates with some of you people because I have people in my own life as well, friends, family who are severely overweight and are pre-diabetic or have type 2 diabetes and continue to abuse their bodies. You know, your body is not is not invincible. It will catch up with you sooner or later and you're going to pay dearly and it's going to be painful and it's going to be miserable when you have the solution in front of you. Just eat properly and exercise. And the other question that comes up a lot and a lot more recently, I don't know if it's because people are, are with the resolutions, their New Year's resolutions, but <clears throat> I'm hearing, hearing a lot of people say, you know, I've been eating vegan or I've been um, whole food plant-based or mostly vegan or mostly whole food plant-based for, you know, five, five weeks or three months and I just can't lose the weight. What do you recommend? You have to understand that that is like calling a mechanic and saying, um, my car is not working right and expecting them to give you some magical answer. Well, it could be the brakes. Is it the radiator? Is it? Are, is there a leak somewhere? Is it leaking oil? Are the hose leaking? Um, are, the, are, are the rotors shot? Is your drivetrain t- shot? Is it misfiring? Is it the electrical components? Is there a short somewhere? Is it the seatbelts? Is it the, that the seat's not moving? I mean, like, what is it? There's a million parts. And there's a million parts in your body. So to say, you know, I'm not losing weight or I'm not feeling good or, you know, I'm not getting the results I expected. What am I doing wrong? I don't know. It's impossible to know. And then you ask the question or I ask the question, when was the last time you had your blood work done? And the answer inevitably is, I don't remember or a long time ago. Well, the only way to know what's going inside your body is to get blood work. And then come to me and I will analyze it because your doctor is just going to look at the numbers. Your doctor is just going to look at what's high. So you need somebody who knows what, what they're looking at in terms of blood test analysis. And that's me or somebody else that you've researched. But it is one of the services that I offer. So you come to me and you give me your blood tests and we go over it together. And we say, okay, well, this is high, this is low, this is normal, and this is too high, and this is too high. And this is an explanation of why you feel that way. And this could be an explanation as to why you're not losing weight. So we need to start narrowing stuff down. And then the other question that I'll ask is, well, when was the last time you did a food journal and had somebody look at that? And it's either never or a long time ago. Well, I need to know what you're putting inside your body. There's a lot of steps that go through, that we have to go through to get to the point of, nailing down a game plan for you. 
And even for yourself, you know, if you if you want to do this on your own, fine, but it's you have to do the work. So you can't just expect somebody to give you a magical answer and say, here, take this pill. It's not going to happen. You might have somebody say, take this pill, but it's not going to be the answer. You need somebody to work with you and to to guide you and 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 show you what you're doing wrong, whether it be me or somebody else. But you need that support system. You need a competent person. So to ask to ask somebody, to ask a nutritionist, or ask, to ask a doctor, what am I doing wrong? Well, there's a lot of steps we have to go through, and that requires one-on-one -on -one time. So you need to email me, Ryan at mainlyplants.com, and tell me what your goal is. And we can work on it. We can get we can get you there. If you're willing to put in the work and the effort, if you're willing to do what it takes and stop abusing your body, you will get to where you want to be. And then it's so much easier from there. I'm telling you, man. Like, you know, at first giving up meat and dairy and the processed sugar garbage and, and all the all the shit that's gonna kill you eventually, it wasn't easy for me either. But you you start to feel so good. And you start to see your body change and you lose that spare tire or if, you know you lose the the extra set of tits that you have growing on your back because they're so fat or you lose you know the 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 fold on your arm and you lose that double chin and you have more energy and you're happier mentally you, you will be happier because eating a whole food plant-based diet fights depression as well and the symptoms of it now, i'm not saying get off your all, all your medication right now that's not the way to do it but if you want to get there, we can get you there. It just depends on how bad you want it. And I'm not going to force you. You know, if you contact me and ask me some questions and I give you some answers and here's, some, here's you know, the initial questionnaire to fill out and you don't respond to me, okay, that's fine. You're not ready yet. When you are, reach out. But you better do it before you get to a point where it's irreversible. You better, get to, you better do it before you get to a point where you're paralyzed. And you've caused irreparable harm to your brain and your body. I think I've harped on you guys enough for two weeks. So let's get into juicing, okay? Um, now, overall, blending and consum consuming whole fruit and vegetables can provide more phytonutrients than drinking just the juice. Now, while whole fruit consumption has been associated with a lower risk of type 2 diabetes, greater fruit juice intake has been linked with a higher risk. Now, similarly, oranges seem associated with lower glaucoma risk, but orange juice is not. And apples may reduce heart attack risk, while apple juice may increase it. Now, there was a study done of 50,000 men and women, and those who ate the most apples appeared to have significantly less risk of having a heart attack in the eight years they were followed. But those drinking apple juice appeared to increase the risk. Now, if you think about it, this really makes sense. Apples, like all whole plant foods, are packed full of fiber, which may lower cholesterol. Whereas juice consumption, which is no fiber, just sugar, basically, it's got some other stuff in it, but for the purposes of this study, has been tied to the risk of diseases like diabetes. So it's nothing new, but there was another study done about, uh, it had 20,000 men and women, and they followed them for 10 years an estimated 34% lower risk of coronary heart disease for those with a high intake of fruits and vegetables. But when they went a step further and compared uh, raw versus cooked, 
there was no such study focusing on on raw versus cooked um, until they did this one. And what do you think they found? Well, in the past, it's been shown that daily salad consumption, I've been saying it for a long time now, um, may significantly decrease one's risk of dying from heart disease. So when you, when you compare raw to cooked, raw is much better. I mean, this is nothing new. You've heard me talk about salads and raw vegetables for a long time. Um, in a study done of 11,000 vegetarians and other health, quote-unquote, health-conscious people, daily consumption of raw salad was associated with a 26% reduction in mortality from ischemic heart disease. So, so it's no, it's no you know, great shock that raw is best. More often than not, I should say. There are some vegetables that you can obtain benefits from cooking, like cruciferous, cruciferous vegetables and mushrooms and stuff like that. Now, at the same time, we've known for about 15 years that phytonutrients like lycopene, which is found in tomatoes, that's what gives tomatoes the red color, appear protective against heart disease, and cooking dramatically boosts lycopene availability. So, like I was saying, there are some vegetables that when you cook them, certain nutrients are unlocked or released in greater amounts. That doesn't mean that it's necessarily better to eat a raw or a cooked tomato versus a raw tomato. It's just different. It depends on what you're going for. Now, with tomato or with uh, with apples specifically, the primary nutrition is in the peel rather than the juice. And in terms of potential uric acid production, apple juice is likely worse than sugar water. Um, tomato juice is a unique case where the processed juice is considered healthier than eating the tomato itself. Now, juice advertising claims may not always be truthful as well. For example, almost 75% of manufacturers who claimed to offer 100% pomegranate juice did not. And safety may be another concern when consuming juice. Levels of mycotoxin patulin, I think that's how you pronounce it, in non-organic uh, apple juice often exceeded World Health, World Health Organization safety guidelines. Now, let me talk to you about that. <clears throat> Uh, patulin or patulin is a mycotoxin produced by a fungus that infects apples, which can give uh, apples those brown patches. Now, if in fact it is a human carcinogen, and we're we're still not exactly sure if it is, um, if but if it is, it's a it's a weak one. So the concern is not with the apples themselves, because we can just cut away the brown parts, or even eat the brown parts, and because it's a relatively weak carcinogen, it's not really going to do anything to us. But with apple juice, where companies get away with, you know, using fallen, rotting, moldy apples, and we would really never know unless researchers started testing apple juice for the presence of fungal toxins, um, it's a lot more dangerous. And in countries around the world, um, those toxin levels in apple juice, which is the number one source of, of fruit for toddlers in the United States, have in many cases exceeded the World Health Organization safety guidelines. So it's always better to consume the whole apple than the apple juice. But if you're going to drink apple juice, choose organic, as none of the samples of organic juice in, in the study done in 2009 exceeded those safety limits. Now think about that. We give toddlers and babies as their primary fruit serving apple juice. That's 
what they that's by and large what children drink apple juice and if it's not organic it can have these dangerous levels of, of these mycotoxins in it so it's always healthier to eat the whole apple plus giving the whole apple it really it really starts to um, program their brains to desire whole fruits and vegetables you know you're starting you're getting the, you're starting them ahead of the curve you know, apple juice is just like a sugary drink, whereas the whole apple, there's it still tastes good, but it's more beneficial, and it'll get them, you know, in this routine of eating whole foods. Now, also, bottled pasteurized carrot juice has been found to have benzene levels exceeding safety standards. Acute toxicity has been associated with noni juice. Um, noni juice is, I don't know if, if you, any of you guys have seen a noni, it really looks kind of gross. It looks like um, like a shriveled up cactus, sort of. I don't know how to explain it. Um, but it's like 40 bucks a bottle because it's quote unquote exotic. But it has, this, it has the same amount of, of antioxidants as apples, oranges, and bananas. So it's really not this super antioxidant that it's marketed to be. Um, that the price would dictate. And what's more important is that it actually might kill you. Um, it's There was a case where noni juice shut down a 24-year-old woman's liver. So again, it, you know, by itself, the noni eating it is fine. But when you have these concentrated levels in juice, um, it can be danger, dangerous. Um, it's also possible to get liver toxicity if you drink three and a half cups of broccoli juice daily for a month. Now, nobody's going to do that. Nobody's drinking three and a half cups of, of broccoli juice daily for a month. Number one, because that's a lot of juice. But number two, because broccoli juice is fucking disgusting. Um, but this is just an example, right? Broccoli, eat it every day. Have a serving every day. But if you have a concentrated amount of this potentially great thing, um, it can cause damage. And it kind of goes along with that old tried and true uh, expression, you know, too much of a good thing isn't good. So um, there, there can be healthier beverages to drink. And in terms of antioxidants, tea has more antioxidants than cranberry juice, orange juice, or tomato juice. Um, now juice also may not be as hydrating as water. And fruit juice can erode tooth enamel. Now, the fructose naturally found in fruit and fruit juice does not, however, seem to have the same adverse effects as sugar and high fructose corn syrup. Now, remember, fructose is not the same as high fructose corn syrup. Not the same thing. Now, in terms of potential benefits, fruit juice can be a source of phytonutrients and antioxidants, and it may lower the risk of developing Alzheimer's disease and increasing blood flow. Cranberry juice may help prevent bladder infections, and cherry juice may help prevent uh, and reduce muscle soreness, prevent gout flares, and improve sleep. Now, the um, sulforaphane from broccoli sprout juice may target breast cancer cells, and kale juice um, can help intake. Um, or kale juice intake can help lower bad cholesterol and boost good cholesterol, and likewise, beet juice can help provide nitric oxide which may help with both athletic performance and blood pressure. Beet juice is fantastic, by the way. Um, my dad has arthritis in his hands, 
and he drinks um, unfiltered cherry juice because it helps um, with the flare-ups and, and the, and the um, inflammation. So don't get me wrong. Juice can be a, a, a potentially beneficial thing to add to your diet, but you should not be drinking juice in lieu of whole foods. Okay, I want to make that very clear because there's a lot of people who think that they can eat whatever they want or they can eat, you know, a bunch of bullshit. And as long as they have, you know, two or three glasses of quality juice a day, that they're getting what they need. That's not the. That's not. That's not it. That's not how it's going to work. That's not what's going to do it for you. Okay. Um, you need it, fruit juice is a great thing to add to your diet. Just remember, it does have a lot of sugar in it. So you might want to have, you know, a glass of fruit juice a day, you know, especially if you're targeting certain things. If it's, like I said, um, beet juice for athletic performance or um, what, uh, cherry juice for muscle soreness. Or, you know, if you have, if you frequently have bladder infections, get some 100% cranberry juice and work that into your diet. Not cranberry cocktail, cranberry juice. So you can target certain things. But it's not the primary way to intake your fruits and vegetables. Now, having said that, um, juice fasts can be beneficial. Uh, every year, for about five days, I will do a, a juice fast. And I do um, I do a certain green juice that is low in it's very low in sugar. It only I think the only fruit that is in it is apple. Um, apple juice but again they're organic apples uh, and I think there's only there's only like two, two or three apples I think I gotta remember the the recipe there's only two or three apples in what will last me like two or three days so it's really not a whole lot of apple juice but it's kale it's lemon ginger celery cucumber I believe there's parsley in it and then some apple um, but it's not the best tasting stuff. It doesn't taste bad, but so I do it because I don't know. I just like to, after the holidays and after visiting family and, you know, after the winter, just kind of like spring cleaning. I don't know. I just, it makes me feel better. So what I'll do is I'll, I'll juice and then I'll drink my juice. Um, it'll, I'll probably have like four pitchers and it'll last me at least five days. Uh, about a pitcher a day, <clears throat> but a uh, pitcher a day, yeah, about a half pitcher a day. So, yeah, about a half pitcher a day, and <clears throat> it will just. At first, you're hungry, right? There's no way around it. But when you get past like the 36 hour mark, you're not really that hungry anymore, and you have way more energy for some reason, and it it's really it it helps to also take your mind off food. So food and munching is something that you struggle with. A juice fast can be beneficial to, for you. If you are <clears throat> thinking about switching over to a plant-based diet from being omnivorous, a juice fast can be uh, beneficial for you. Um, I do want to give you this caveat. If you are new to the whole food plant-based diet, if you've never done a juice fast before, don't do it by yourself. Meaning, have somebody help you. Have somebody show you what kind of juices to have, um, how to go about juicing, how to go about preserving your juice. Um, 
contact me, contact anybody who knows what they're doing. Contact a nutritionist or a registered dietitian. Um, I'm really not a big fan of RDs, registered dietitians. I'm sorry if you are one, um, just because they kind of have to toe the, the line in terms of medical advice. Um, so a lot of them kind of give bad advice if they don't uh, do the extra research. Um, find a reputable nutritionist or a holistic doctor. And say you want to do a juice fast. <clears throat> because I'll give you an example. If you are thinking about going from, <clears throat> excuse me, if you are thinking about going from being omnivorous or even just junk food vegan to whole food plant-based, it can make the transition easier for you because what you're doing is you're stopping immediately eating all that crap and you're going straight to liquids. And you'll do that for about three to five days. And by the time three to five days is up, a fucking raw salad is going to be like pizza to you because you're finally getting to chew stuff. You're finally getting whole foods. Um, so it really does kind of fast track your brain to breaking the addiction of crappy food. So if you're thinking about doing that, um, let me know. I'll be doing it Monday through Friday next week or Monday through Thursday. Um, really depends. I like to go until my bowels run um, clean straight through. Um, for about a day or two, so it just depends. Um, if you don't want to do juice fast, you can try a blending fast. You can try, you know, just a liquid diet and do um, blended foods. That's fine. Also, I mean, that's essentially just like drinking your salad, you know. Um, but it does help take the focus off of food, and it stops that addiction to just having to have something, you know, that you're eating. I've been uh, guilty of that also, so. Um, let me know if you want some help with that. Let me know if you have questions, comments, concerns with anything that I said today from um, being scared to start this new way of living, uh, but knowing that you have to because you could potentially be very sick, to trying to nail down why you're not losing weight or try to nail down why you're not feeling good. Um, get a hold of me. I'm happy to help. I'm not a dickhead. I promise you, I'll just hold you accountable, which is what you need. So, Questions, comments, concerns, ryan at mainlyplants.com. Be sure to rate and review the podcast. I would really, really appreciate it if you did that. And uh, pass the podcast along to a family member or a friend. And until next week, go eat a salad.